Alrighty, Shalom Abracha Chevra. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that everybody is doing well, having an amazing start to whatever segment um, in your lives. This beginning of Elul brings, whether it's back to Yeshiva, back after summer vacation or closing up summer vacation, but I hope that everybody's having a smooth, easy transition um, post-summer. What a privilege, what a month. Ashrenu Mamish. And so we're going to delve into Rabbi Nachman Sicha Saran. We're up to Chavtes, B'Siyat Rishmaya. It's a continuation of his teachings on the Nakuda of Torah study. And for the past couple of weeks already, we've been delving into different levels, different elements. What is Rabbi Nachman's path to Liman Torah? How does he want us to approach Liman Torah, whether it's the individual nature of Liman Torah, whether it's any other area of Rabbi Nachman's guidance in this regard? Chavtes really takes that to the next, to the next level in terms of its specificity of focus on one particular area of, of Torah that is halacha, as we're going to see, that's very imperative for every single person to engage with, and we're going to learn why. Paradoxically, maybe we're going to learn, one might say, the mystical significance of the, uh, of the learning of halacha daily, consistently. So let's dive right in. Thank you all for joining. And B'siyat HaDashmaya. Rabbi Nachman says in this paragraph in Sicha Saran Chavtes, with regard to the study of the poskim, of those halachic teachers that are codifying what the law is, what the Torah law is, his here ma'oid. Ma'oid. Rabbi Nachman was very, very adamant, very strong about this. Biyoser mikol halamudim more than he was about any other area of Torah study, and he said Like we learned last week by the Breslovers, historically there was this approach to limanat Torah that was very broad, that was very, very vast. We talked about last week about how a person needs to rotwe. Rabbi Nachman told us it's fitting for a person lavar bechol hasvarim to learn everything. We talked about that at length. What that means to vacation throughout all the various top- topographic areas within Torah study within Lima Torah. We're going to learn sicha ayin vav Hashem in a few months. The sixty, uh, the seventy-sixth lesson rather in sicha saran, where Rabbi Nachman really lays this out very deeply about the importance of breadth, what we would call bikiyus, even a superficial understanding, but still to be able to see every area of Torah. So over here, in that regard as well, a person should try to learn shulchan aruch from the beginning to the end, all of the four halakim of shulchan aruch kulam, miroishem atzayfam from beginning of arachayim all the way to the end kaseder. In order, if a person is able to devote the time and to devote the energy and a person has enough of a background in learning to be able to engage on that study of Shulchan Aruch with all of the major perushim, with all of the major commentaries, that's phenomenal, that's wonderful. And if a person is unable for whatever reason to do so, at least to study the actual text of the Shulchan Aruch which was written by the Beis Yosef, to codify the ultimate end rulings, just in Shulchan Aruch, of course, with the Ashkenazim, to learn that with the Ramah as well, which is printed together historically. And here Ibn Ahmed gets into some of the reasoning behind it. Of course, when the Tzaddik tells us something's important, it's important. But when the Tzaddik goes ahead and gives us a reason, it makes it all the sweeter when we're able to understand what it is that we're engaged with, why it's so important to learn halacha every single day, what is happening in a spiritual sense when a person is learning, aside from the fulfillment of the mitzvah, of course, 
Lila of the importance and the mitzvah, the orisa of Torah study, outside of that, what mystical tikkunim, rectifications are taking place when a person is learning halacha? What does it mean to learn halacha? We're going to see from the various sources that we have tonight from the various tzaddikim. So Rabbi Nachman says over here, This is a very important rectification. Why? What is the rectification that's affected by the limud of halacha, by the learning of poskim every day? And the tzaddik says, Through a person's sins, Nisariv tov vara. What does it mean to sin? Of course, in Elul, everybody is focused on trying to perform course correction. What we refer to all the time in the story of our lives, in the context of the course, and in all of our teachings, when we speak about shuvan, sort of the LPI or Hasidic approach, we don't speak about turning, but returning to realign ourselves with what is essentially there, to recalibrate, to reconnect ourselves with our identity that sits at the very core, the root of who we are. That's what that means, tshuva, that we speak about all the time. What does it mean then, a chait? What does it mean to go ahead and to transgress the will of God, which is, which is ultimately our deepest will beyond even the conscious level of sometimes what we think we want, but beyond all of that? Like we've said many times, at the essence of who we are, we're etched into the Kisya Kavod. God's will and our will is one. Like the Gemara tells us, such a powerful Chazal, that the collective desire, what binds us together as Jewish people that manifests within the deepest element of each and every individual Jew's identity, is to do your will. Because your will is our will. That would mean that ultimately God's will is our will. Our will is God's will. What does it mean to transgress against that will? What does it mean a chait? Like we've said many, many times, it's so beautifully um, instructive. The Hebrew language is so wondrous. And there are so many different lessons just within the words themselves. Also the letters themselves, of course. But the words themselves carry so much multifaceted meaning. It's the deepest language. It's an eternal language. You look in Rav Hirsch, you look in, the, in Rabbi Nachman, also ultimately that showed all the different bonds between the different words. It's so deep. It's so deep. What does it mean, lachto, to sin? So like we've said many times in the past, the word chait which we colloquially use as sin, ultimately means to deviate. The Pasuk says, to be able, which means to be able to sling a slingshot at a target, the lo yachti means, and not to miss. Lo yachti means not to miss. What would yachti mean? What, what would chait mean? It means to miss. It means to step off. It means a momentary lapse in our awareness of what we essentially are, what we essentially want, what the deepest premise of our being is, what keeps us going, what's the purpose of life. That's what a chait is. It means the obscuring of that clear path that's set out before us in a moment of clarity. It's the obscuring of that. And that's where Ibn Nachman says, Ki al through sinning, nisariv tov vera. Ultimately, much like the first sin from which all subsequent sin uh, derives, the eating from the eights had das tov was ultimately, like Chazal tell us, the word das means the knowledge of good and evil, but it could also mean another deep word and another deep meaning. Das could mean to connect. 
Because the Pasik says about Adam and Chava and their intimate relationship, there was a knowledge that took place, an intimate awareness of the other. And so, Eitz Hadas Tovera, the Tzadikim teach, particularly the Nevshachayim and Shar Aleph, means the tree that causes the connection between good and evil. Whereas before the Chait, good and evil are separate, that's manifest in the Nachash HaKadmoni, who is the archetype or the, uh, the, the primary persona of the Yitzhahara that all of us carry within, who is initially outside of other Marishon. So we have the Tzadik, who's Tov, and we have the Nachash, who's Rabbah, that's outside of him. Ultimately, via the eating of the Eitz Hadas Tovera, good and evil becomes mixed. And that means that the Nachash HaKadmoni then becomes an internal being that all of us struggle with, that's trying to battle for our identity, that's trying to conquer cities prevalent now in the news. What this means for, you know, for an insurgent rebel army to literally take over a city, that's what the Eitz is trying to do. Like the Balatanya tells us, the body is what's called the Ir Kitana, it's called a small city, and the forces of the Yetzir Tov and the forces of the Yetzir are battling one with the other to prevent the other from conquering this Ir Kitana, this small city. That's what it means, Eitz Tovarana, simple level, good and evil becomes mixed. We step off of the path of Tov into the Ra. And we start to forget what is really good, what is really ra, like the, like the Navi says, Oif, woe is to those, who say that which is bad is good, that which is good is bad. When we lose our moral compass, when we lose the compass of our individual Jewishness, when we lose touch with who we are at the essence, like we spoke about before, all of us are B'nai Yaakov, that's who we are at the essence. Tshuva means not to turn, but to return. When we lose touch with that, we enter into a Bilbal Adas where it's no longer clear to us what life is all about. And that's what Chatayim are. That's what it means, Lachto. What does it mean to learn Halacha? What is Halacha essentially, or what place does Halacha have in the broader range of different kinds of Limudim? Learning Halacha is the end result of trying to work through a sugya in learning, which also contains elements of tov and ra. Now, of course, the ra, as it manifests, as we're going to learn, I hope we have enough time. We have so much to do, as always, but really there's a lot to do tonight. So obviously, after the Shemaya. Ultimately, when this ra manifests in this area of learning, of course, it's not ra, but it manifests as that which is usur, that which is forbidden. That which is forbidden is also very holy, of course. Why is that? Because anything that's in the Torah, whether it's permitted or forbidden, ultimately represents the will of God on the deepest level. And so that's great. That's fine. But this nakuda of trying to work out what is good and what is not good, defined as the will of HaKadosh Baruch, the way in which He wants us to walk, defining the parameters of the path on which our soul is always essentially walking, from which a deviation is considered a chait, right? Ultimately, in that place, there's a suffix. And we're not sure what the halacha is. What, what does that mean, we're not sure what the halacha is? That means that the suffix exists before the Indian of halacha. And once the halacha comes to, for, to the fore, we're what's called mevar, we're mevarer the suffix. 
all of a sudden we are then able to go ahead and to clarify that doubt and to come out with a very clear, ultimate decision with regard to how we're supposed to behave. Says Rabbi Nachman, that is the undoing of the damage caused by a chait which takes us from the straight and narrow of halacha and brings us in a transgression of that halacha into the sugya that lies beyond the halacha in a negative space. You see what's happening here? We have two, it's an amazing thing, we have two areas in which halacha is clear. One area is the place in which we are emerging from a sugya de kedusha where there's a suffix de kedusha and we come out with the halacha of what the halacha is supposed to be. Then we exist on the straight and narrow of, of, of that which is barur, that which is clear. When we step off of that path, we're not stepping back into the sugya because we clarify what the sugya is. We're stepping into a anti-sugya, as it were, or a lack of clarity, where all of a sudden it's not unclear to us what the right way to behave is. It becomes unclear to us whether it is worth our effort to live in accordance with this truth. And we can have, we can have it our way in the sense that we have to make a decision which sugya we want to be living in, which bilbul we want to be living in. The bilbul to Gedusha, which ultimately leads us back to the straight and narrow of our neshama's ultimate path, or bilbul to Sitra The goal is to emerge from all bilbul and to work through the bilbul to Kedusha to undo the bilbul of the Sitra that ultimately is caused when we step out of halacha on the other side when we transgress halacha, when we transgress the will of Hashem. Val Yidei Liman Poisik, Rabbi Nachman says, through the study of Poiskim, Shemavar HaKashur, when a person is able to go ahead and a person is able to clarify what is kasher and what is pasal, what is mutter v'ha'asr, what is tahar v'tameh. And a person is able to emerge from the confusion of the six days of the week that are associated with all of these different categories. Kasher, Pasal, Tame, Tahar, Mutter, Asr. And a person is able to emerge into the clarity of Shabbos Kodesh, which transcends all of this. Which is why there's more halachas on Shabbos than anything else, because Shabbos is halachic in the sense that there's no, there's no confusion. We emerged from the confusion into an arena that is only defined by its halachos in the sense of what we're not allowed to do. There are not a great many, there's not really any, diorisa elements of assay on Shabbos. There's a few derabanans, there's the Indian of Zachar. Kibud and so on and so forth, but that's largely learned out from Sukkim and Navi. But Minat Torah, Shabbos is a space of clarity that is itself created with the knowledge of what we're not able to do. Because we emerged from the confusion of the six days of the week. And we came into Shabbos, we exist within the Dalid Amos of Halacha, wherein HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a place in this world. Which means, where we have a place in this world. Where we are able to encounter our deepest selves. This is a very, very deep thing. Very deep. This is the tikkun, says Rabbi Nachman. We are then able to undo the sugya, the sitra and all of the confusion that we created by eating from the proverbial etzadas tovera, 
we're able to work through that and emerge on the other side with the clarity of what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to be doing it, an expression of our Ratzon Ritzenenu Lasser Sitzenacha, specifically when it's a kind of Limud that's Limud Hamevi Lide Maisa, which is what Halacha specifically is supposed to represent. And if we're able to turn our limit halacha into a tefillah when a person finishes, to learn a new halacha in Sirebana Shalalam, I'm learning this so that I can apply it. There's no bigger tikkun than that. There's no bigger rectification for the lack of clarity that is the, that is the product of stepping off of that straight and narrow path into the realm of chait, into the realm of bilbul, into the realm of eitz hadas toveran, to migdal bavel, mibalbel than saying, I have now clarified what your Ratzon is, and in the deepest sense, I have clarified what my Ratzon is in reminding myself of what I really am and what I really want. Like Rabbi Nachman talks about, and we're going we're gonna to learn these teachings inside now, from Lakut Amran, the eighth lesson, and many other lessons, Milas Limana Poiskin, the incredible depth and the incredible rectification that's accomplished when a person is learning Poiskin, Psak Halacha Davkova Amar. And Rabbi Nachman said, Every single Jewish person, it is an absolute obligation to go ahead and to study poskim every single day below Yavar. Don't miss one day poskim. And even if a person or Rabbi Nachman is always covering for the eventuality of our humanity, and that's why he's so relatable, because Rabbi Nachman always takes into account the fact that we're people and that people oftentimes are not able to live up to their ideal, ideal, you know, in the perfect sense of the word. Says Rabbi Nachman, even if a person is an anus ve'ein le'penai, even if a person is in a circumstance where they're forced and they're not able to go ahead and to carry out their consistent learning, let that person learn any if any random thing, open up the Shulchan Aruch, open up a Kitzur Shulchan Aruch we spoke about last time. Even if you're not able to have access to your particular place where you're learning, you don't have that volume, you're in a doctor's office, you're busy the whole day, only for good things. Open it up. Learn something. See to it that every single day of your life, you're learning a din shulchan aruch. Why? Of course, because it's important to know what to do so that we can do it. But the far deeper tikkun is taking place when we learn halacha, and here's the key, consciously. When we learn halacha consciously, and we're conscious in the process, in the sense of personal commitment, saying to the Rabbanu Shalom, Master of the World, I'm not just learning this as an intellectual exercise, so that I can know more than somebody else, so that I can go ahead and start fixing everyone else's life. But I'm learning this because then we become plugged in through halacha to the incredible clarity of who we are, what we want, what we're all about, what life is all about, what the premise of this is, why we're here in the first place. It's the deepest refresher. In a certain way, it's the, it's, it's the most speedy vehicle for tshuva if a person does this properly. When a person is learning halacha, and how beautiful is it that specifically in this time period of El leading up to the Chagei Tishrei, there are so many wonderful areas of halacha, Hilchah the whole Rosh Hashanah Kamat, all the dinim is basically Hilchah So many halachas with regard to the blowing of the shayfer, there's so much to learn. Hilchah's Dalen Minim. 
the halachas of, of, of Yom Kippur. There's so much now to prepare for, to get ourselves excited about. But beyond, again, the incredible ability to know what the will of God is, deeper than that, we're able to refresh what our will is. Because Ritzayneinu is lasis Ritzaynecha. Our will is one with the will of God. That's the tikkun. Every day. Okay, when a person isn't in an extenuating circumstance, learn in order from beginning to end. I have a seder. I already spoke to you about kitzur shulchanarach. It's easy to do. It takes a very, very short period of time. When you finish it, whenever that is, whether it's in the course of a year, the course of a decade, whatever it is, whatever your seder is, you finish, start again the next day, beginning of Arachayim, and continue that way for all the days of your life. Says the Hedig of Alshantiv's Chosiagunaleinu, Avalshantiv's Chernalabracha, his Hirmaoid, the Valshema Kodesh, Rabbi Nachman's great grandfather, who was the father of Adol, who was the mother of Fega, who was the mother of Rabbi Nachman's Chosiagunaleinu, would warn us. It's brought in, Ke- in Kesar Shemtov, Lilmoid, Harabe Shulchan Arach. To learn a lot from Shulchan Aruch Dafka. Belishim Perish, even without a Perish. Rabbi Nachman said, if you can, you should try to learn with the Perushim. We're going to learn <clears throat> in, in the next piece a specific Perish that Rabbi Nachman, it's not really a Perish, but a specific annotation or gloss that Rabbi Nachman wanted us to learn from Dafka. But even without a Perish, to learn this with children, and specifically to learn this with adults, how much time do we spend in yeshivas not really learning halacha? But learning a lot of hermeneutics and mental acrobatics and what we, what we would refer to as pilpul, not in the, in, the, in the historical sense, but some level of pilpul, eon, 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 which is phenomenally wonderful and, a, and an amazing tikkun in and of itself. You have to see what the Balatani says about learning eon. Rabbi Nachman himself wanted that we should learn eon every day. But beyond that, to learn halacha, it's so grounding, it's so humbling. It's because of the, prevent, the preventing or the withholding from this limud that the Torah is being forgotten from Am Yisrael. But when a person wants to become a Paisik, of course, you cannot suffice you know, with the kids or Shulchanarch. It's very sweet and it's very nice for those things that are straightforward. But with regard to more complex shilas, of course, a person needs to consult with mefarshim if a person's able uh, and has the training, but ultimately with your LOR, with your local Orthodox rabbi, in order to gain further clarity. But in terms of the limud on an individual level, imperative. Says the Heliger Rabbi here in Kitzur Lukutimran, which was Rabbi Nassin's sort of summarization of Lukutimran. And over here he says, this is a comment on or a summarized rendering of, of Torah Yudbeis, Rabbi Nachman says, Sometimes in Kitzur Lekutumran, he adds that which is not brought in the original Lekutumran. That's why it's very important if you're going to learn Lekutumran, and I hope that we're going to be able to Ezra Hashem to start a series in Lekutumran also. It's very, very important that we should start that up again. I hope trying to arrange that 
But when we do learn Lakut Imran, very important to always see the Kitsch of Lakut Imran because sometimes it's the same information, but it's framed a different way, different terminology, different languages used, and it can bring further clarity. Sometimes, like in this case, new information is added that we didn't even see in the actual lesson, as is the case here. Says Rabbi Nassim, Rabbi Nachman said that a person should learn the posik when we're learning halacha, with the parish, the Be'er HaGolos, from the generation before the Baal Shem HaKadosh survived Tachvatat, it was Nifter in the, I believe, the late 1600s, very late, like 1690s or early 1700s, right before the Dar of Hasidus, this Tzadik, the Be'er HaGolos, basically was, the, was what we call the gloss, right, on, on, on the Shulchan Arach, who demonstrated where all of the dinim come from, right? Either he wrote, you know, on a, on a halacha tour, or rush, or rambam, wherever the halacha is taken from, as it's worked through the Beis Yosef and codified in the Shulchan Aruch, ultimately, that's what the Baragullah's job is, is to let us know where these dinim are deriving from, where their earlier sources are. Many times he also brings from the Gemara, all the way back, which statement from an Amora or a Tana, if it's not something that needed to be filtered through later postgame, but it's something straight out from the Gemara that's just, you know, it's clear where it came from, he'll let you know which Amora, which Tana, where it comes from in the Gemara. So therefore, Ibn Ahmed says, why should we be learning it with the Er din. Because it's important to understand where the din is coming from. For what reason? So that when you're learning a, a halacha, you're able to say, the tour said this, I'm connecting to the tour. I have a relationship with the tour. Rabbi Nachman has in the Kutumran in another place that when a person is learning, a person should try to have the visage of the tzaddik who said these words before his eyes, mamish. And that a person through the learning can gain and attain, even if there are no pictures of the tzaddik, you can sort of have an image, of course not an actual image, but a person can conjure up, you know, the portrait, at least intellectually, theoretically, theologically, the portrait of the Baal HaMemra. And that's a very important thing always, to be able to connect to the tzaddikim who revealed these areas of Torah to us. So that's an important thing to learn with the Be'er HaGola. Says Rabbi Nachman al-Kutumran Tarazayim, which he made reference to in the piece from Sichasran. Of course, it's one little tiny portion of a much broader lesson and discourse, which I hope that we'll be able to learn together one day. But the Tzaddik says like this, To come to this ability, what we spoke about in our reading of Sicha Saran, what we explained a little bit, to separate the ra, the confusion, that which is not me, that which is external, that which is not the will of God, which therefore means is not my essential desire, from the tov, takes place through taira and tefillah, the dual service of God that is manifest through our learning His will, which is Torah, and expressing our will to Him, which is Tefillah, to bring those two things together. What kind of Limanat Torah are we speaking about? Lalun le'umka shel halacha is, and he's borrowing a terminology from Chazal, that Yoshua was lun be'emek, that Yoshua slept over in the valley. What does it mean, emek, say Chazal? Umka shel halacha. That's the job of Yoshua. And that's why Rabbi Nassim, who's Rabbi Nachman's Yehoshua, he's the moon to Rabbi Nachman's son, like many tzaddikim had that, a reflective Talmud, his work is Likute Halachas, because Yehoshua is connected to the Inan of Halacha, Le'umka Shal Halacha. 
Dafka a person should study this area of Torah, to study the Torah, because there is a manifestation again in a holy way, as we're going to learn in the Kutumran. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's the wrong source. The next source should be 62, Samach Beis. We're going to learn that in a minute. But as we're going to see, there's an achiza of Toiv and Ra as it manifests within the Torah itself, which is, of course, all Toiv. It's called Toiv. The whole Torah is Toiv. But it contains within itself an element or a manifestation in Kedusha from the area of Ra. Which manifests as those things we're allowed to do and those things that we're not allowed to do. Those things that Hashem wants us to do, those things Hashem wants us not to do. Tami Tahar pure and impure, kasher pasal, sheyish Torah, that the Torah has all of these conflicting elements, sheyish Torah. And so in a holy sense, but still it emerges as suffix, which everybody knows is gematria malik, which is not where we want to be. But ultimately in a holy sense, we experience a mixing of toiv and ra. All the while that a person is not learning this area of Torah to be able to gain clarity in this arena of his Torah study. So a person is in a place of drush. A person is in a place where he's still trying to work out the details, but it's rough. Ultimately, it has not yet produced a clarity which is always associated with tov is clarity. Always, always. Clarity is tov. Because suffix is ra. Because suffix is gematria malig. Until a person is going to learn what we refer to as aliba dehilchasa. To be able to go through the sugya and come out with a psak. How we're supposed to act based on this sugya and these opinions. And to work it out through klali hapsak as we're going to see. It becomes clear on what is Asr and what is Mutter. Through learning the works of the Poskim, as I mafrish hatoiv mi'ara, we are able to separate that which is good from that which is not good, as defined by that which is the will of Hashem and that which is the will that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires us to abstain from. And this goes into a deeper element in this particular lesson, which of course is not our subject tonight. But in order to get to this Seichel, it's got to start with Tefillah. Because Tefillah means, and that's what we referred to before, that when I engage in this Limud, it's on an emotionally conscious level. Where I'm not simply engaging with the learning for an intellectual prowess or even for the pleasure sometimes of being able to gain clarity, working through a sugya is a very pleasurable thing. But when it's preceded by a tefillah, and it could be any kind of tefillah, but specifically the kind of tefillah that we said before where we're davening, I'm sitting down with a Mishnah Brewer now, not because I just want to become a big Talmud Chacham, but because I want to know what to do, because I intend to apply to the best of my ability, nobody's perfect, I intend to apply what is written here. Ah, you started with tefillah. It means you're emotionally aware. So then your learning of halacha is going to help you to clarify the tov from the ra, the ra from the tov, to enable you to come and enable me primarily, enable me to come to tshuva, to enable me to come back to the essential root identity and core of who I am at the deepest level. Because all seichel begins in that which is above seichel, which is Devekas Bashem, which is the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the seichel is trying to bring us to and draw down to us. In the Kutumran, again, it's the wrong source. It should say Samach Bey, 62. 
Rabbi Nachman says mamish the deepest thing in the world. In the same vein, but every time he brings it up, it's a little bit of a nuance. That's why you have to learn the Kutumran, the whole thing. Like Rabbi Yaakov Mereshachter said, the whole Kutumran is one long story. Sipar echad aroch. It's one long story. You can't just take bits and pieces. It wouldn't be honest if a person is just going to take one paragraph and have that disjointed from the rest of Rabbi Nachman's system. It's all one. And every time he brings up an idea, it's with varying shades of nuance that help us understand the multifaceted diamond of what he was trying to express. So here Ibn Ahmed says, Each and every one of us have within ourselves the Yitzhahara. And the purpose of the Yitzhahara is so that it should be subjugated to the Yitzhahara. So that really they should become one cohesive unit and on the same team. In the sense that we're able to utilize essentially negative uh, or, or, or negatively manifesting energies and utilize that for the tov, for our avodas Hashem, whether it's anger, channel that. Back. Of course, it starts in the source of holiness, right? As, as Gvura, the Kedusha, Bina, whatever it is, Hoid, but it manifests in, in anger, right? And so the purpose of that is to enable us then to have it activated, like the Maranayim says in Parshas Veschanon. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes that the Yitzhahar should precede the Yitzhah Tov, because it's a whole lot easier to then channel energies once they've already been revealed, even if that revelation happened in negative sense. Sense. That's what the Maranayim says, a very deep thing. But to channel it to Kedusha. This is not Rebbe Nachman's Kiddush. The Pasuk says, Hashem What does Chazal say? A few things. But Chazal say among them, There's a famous Rebbe Yoyna on this Maimar Chazal. To channel the Yitzhahara to the Yitzhar that a person's heart is complete with God, meaning that a person has clarity with regard to who they are, meaning they have clarity with regard to what Hashem wants from them because that's what they want. Because they are only a projection of God's will. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu has a certain vision of us and what we can be. And it's on us, it's our hishtadlis, it's in our bechira to make the right choices so that we can manifest God's dream. And that should be the essential desire that defines who we are. Does that mean that we're always perfect, that we're always walking the straight and narrow? Now, the world is a very narrow bridge, very, very narrow. And it's very easy to slip off either end, and we do. But Jews that are connected to the tzaddik are always able to quickly come back. Because so deeply rooted is the clarity in terms of who they are and what they want, that they know decidedly and definitively that when they take a step off, and they know that. And they're able to cry out like we talk about in the book, how could the essentially holy ani have ended up have ended up in this hell and have ended up in this concealment? This is what it means for a person's lave to be shalim im Hashem where there's no suffix. There's a bilbul within, but the psak halacha, as we're going to learn of that bilbul, is that I am devoting my life to the Yitzhah Tov. I, but there's the Yitzhah Hara within me. That's okay. He's part of the picture. And that's clarity. That's lev shalem in Hashem Alokav. I can utilize him. I could channel him. I could elevate the Yitzhahara by not listening, by not giving in. But he's very much a part of the picture. 
Because when is a person incomplete? When is a person unfulfilled? When is a person in an unhealthy emotional or spiritual state? When there's a war between the two Yetzirahs, when there's a battle raging, and a person is not sure who they are, is not sure what they want, hasn't achieved this clarity with regard to a makom, like we speak about in the book, a definitive place that defines one's identity, a place of certainty, of security, all the while that a person hasn't gotten there, and sometimes he's holy, and sometimes he's not holy, and sometimes he wants this, and sometimes he wants that. That's still what Rabbi Nachman describes in another place as a chol-oriented Avodah Hashem. Because you're still stuck in the six days of the week. Rabbi Nachman says, Pam kosher, pam pasel. Pam tar, pam mutter. You know, uh, pam aser. Pam, you know, tame, and, and mutter, and aser, and so on and so forth, whatever those pairings are. But Rabbi Nachman says, that's the six days of the week. Shabbos Kodesh was when a person, person emerges from that confusion. Shabbos is Malchus. Malchus is the princess. The princess is Tachlis. The princess is core identity. The princess Malchus is connected to Bina Kisi Akaba. The princess brings us back. Call me Shoya Shoyma. Rabbi Nachman said about his story. Everything connects back to the story. Everything connects back to these ideas. When a person is living a princess oriented life, that means that a person is centered, rooted in this Makkum. There's going to be ups and downs, there's going to be struggles, but it's a whole different kind of struggle when a person does not allow mistakes or missteps to then obscure the person's core identity and what we really want. So Rabbi Nachman here is speaking about a weekday kind of person or each and every one of us when we fall into weekday consciousness which we refer to in the book as the desert. When a person finds themselves in a desert. When we lose touch with the shlemus halev, with the clarity, with the tachlis-oriented nature of the princess's consciousness. And we're once more in the week. And we have a battle between the shnei yitzar, and we don't know what we want. And we start to doubt who we are. And we're in the sugya, the sitra achra, that we described of suffolk, of bilbul. That a person needs to see to it that a person's heart is not chalak alav, that a person's heart is not disjointed from the essence of who he is, but an aspect in which one's heart is divided. But rather, a person should try and strive to attain this kind of relationship with Yiddishkeit that needs to be preceded by tefillah that we spoke about. When a person gets in touch with Yiddishkeit, not because they're being forced, certainly not because it's a rote societal uh, behavioristic uh, engagement, holy as that is, not to detract from that, holy as that is, good as that is, but we need much more, Hevra. That's what we're coming to say. We're not coming to tear down, you know, the way in which our communities are functioning. We can do better. That's fine. HaKadosh Baruch wants us to do better. The prophets wanted us to do better. The tzaddikim want us to do better. Mashiach needs us to do better. And we're doing better. This is a part of doing better. We're trying, each and every one of us. We're trying. Preceded by tefillah avoida shabalev then to attain this element of Yahafta Sashem Alekecha Bechol Levavcha. So it's preceded by Tfila Shebalev, which is the Avoida Shebalev Tfila, and we spoke about it in the previous piece. That's the premise. Then we can enter into the Limud of Halacha to be Mevarer, 
and to clarify the sugi, the sitra achra, which is the bilbul hadas, where I become confused in terms of who I am and what I want, and to come out on the other side with a psak halacha, ritzayneinu lasis ritzanecha, la'avod ha'kadosh baruch hu b'shnei yitzarecha. If a person had absolute knowledge, clarity, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu's glory fills the world, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu is standing, so to speak, is present at the time of Tfilah, and he's listening to you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening to you. He created the world to listen to you. He created the world so that there should be a you so that he can listen. He needs us more in a sense than we need Him. He's the one who created us for a reason, even though He's Shalim Bechal Menishleimus, but in accordance with His will, in Melech Am, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us because He wanted a conscious being, or at least it's an illusion, but we experience that as a separate consciousness to be able to turn around like Adam and Chava after their separation and to interact one with the other Panim Bipanim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us so He could listen to us. And a person should think, ah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want to hear from me. The, the very essence or premise of your life and the fact that you're still breathing, I'll call Neshim on Neshim at the Ha'olka. That's the point. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing you to life every moment so that He could listen to you. If a person would know this, and a person would really believe this and feel this, a person would dive in with tremendous, tremendous hislavas, tremendous passion. How exciting is that? The king of kings, the Melech Malchi Amalachim is listening to us. And he would be very careful not to allow it to become a rote behavioristic engagement or endeavor, but rather to be mechavin. Kavonas halev. A conscious conversation between creation and creator. Because the Yitzhahara comes in, and that's the suffix in and of itself, Gematria, Amalek that creeps in that we speak about in the very beginning of the book, Asher Korchab That's the Amalek, the suffix. This whole thing is the lost princess. It's unbelievable. Mamish. Where, where Amali creeps in and introduces the element of Suffolk to go ahead and to obscure the clarity with regard to who we are and what we want and what our ability is vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu and whether HaKadosh Baruch Hu still cares about us and whether this is truly who I am and what I want. Says Rabbi Nachman, that's why we're not passionate. Asher karcha baderech, kar means cold. That Amali comes to cool us off. And a person is no longer specifying his intention and he davens, but he goes through it. Why is that? Why are we davening by rote? Because we lost touch with the understanding and awareness or belief that a Kaddish Baruch Hu still believes in me. And that's why the Vashemtav more specifically spoke about Tfilah than Limanat Torah, even though both are absolute foundations within the Baal Shem Tov's path. But more, the, the, the Baal Shem Tov was more focused on Tfilah because Tfilah is aligned with the understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in a relationship with me. And that was the Baal Shem Tov's whole thing. And so Tfilah relies on that. Torah doesn't rely on that because it's very easy to learn Torah in a very impersonal way. But tefillah demands a personal involvement. Tefillah demands And in order to know that, then you have to know that a Kurdish Baruch loves you.
and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs you, and that you're in a relationship with Him that's essential, and that's unbreakable. Each and every person in accordance with the lack of our awareness of this, so that's how diminished our hislavas, our passion is going to be. And this is why more important than trying to create tefillah initiatives and you know, prizes for children uh, you know, and, and, and all sorts of awards and stickers and, and all sorts of projects and programs so that we can inspire children or adults to daven. That's a symptom. But let's go to the root. What's the princess here? What's the tachlis here? What's the essential reason that people have such a difficult time davening? It's because of this. It's because we're out of touch with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as or in terms of, of a relationship that the Torah is supposed to enable us to forge. We've lost touch with that. We think that the Torah is a checklist of things that we're supposed to do and things that we're not supposed to do. How is tefillah supposed to be an emotionally engaging conversation if we never understand that we're actually speaking to someone who cares about us and is listening to us? And that that's the, that's the essence of Yiddishkeit. We have to go to the core. You'll find that tefillah is fixed. In the more Hasidically oriented shuls, but not just Hasidus as a culture, but Hasidus mamish, where they're davening avoidedik. I could speak for our shul here, Rabbi Zucker's shul in, in, uh, in, in, in Ramad Shkol, at least among the chever that are in the shul, not outsiders that come, but the chever that are avoidedik, nobody needs to say a word about it. You really shouldn't talk during davening. There's no shushing. There's no such thing. How could you talk when you're davening to the Malach Machim Lachim? There's no need for correctives or band-aids because we've healed the wound. So this is a very important awareness. Where does our distraction and tefillah come from? Is it because we're having a difficult time davening? Or is it because we are lacking in our awareness and our dveikas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in all areas of life? That that might then manifest in a tefillah that's disconnected or that's dry or that's arid. And how much of that is in effect of the Amalek of Suffolk that causes us to doubt whether or not we still have a connection with the Kaddish Baruch, whether or not he still cares about us, whether or not he still loves us. The knowledge and the clarity and awareness, like we spoke about, that's Yetzir Taif. Hastaras Hayidiyah, Suffolk, that's the Yetzahara. These are the doubts and the sphakas that we have, existentially speaking, with regard to who we are, that causes us to fall into all sorts of negative behaviors. How do you fix it? And this is the point. The ultimate rectification for this machloikish shabalev, this kind of machloikis, this kind of battle that we have going on in our heart between these two warring factions is lesakin oisoy b'sharshay like we spoke about at length already not to suffice with treating symptoms but to go to the holistic essence of why it is that we're manifesting symptoms in the first place lesakin oisoy b'sharshay at the root hainu what is the root? Rabbi Nachman says the most amazing thing do you know where the machloikis, where that inner uh, discord comes from between the Yitzhahar and the Yitzhahar Kedusha. Its essence, like the essence of everything, needs to be rooted in the realm of holiness that precedes the realm of Ra. 
Because the realm of holiness is the manifestation of God. The realm of Ra is the concealment of God. But manifestation must come before concealment because you can only conceal that which is manifest, right? And so the manifestation of God, which is the clarity, which is the Das, which is the Yitzhotov, comes first. Then comes the Hastara from which all of the Ra emerges. So the root of everything in Ra needs to be rooted first in Tov because Tov comes before the Ra. And that's why, even though the Yetzirah precedes the Yetzirah Tov, we're first taught the whole Torah in our mother's womb before that. Because there can't be a, a, a footing for the Yetzirah before the Yetzirah Tov. This is why Esau comes out first and he's the Bechar, but we learned that Yaakov came out second only because he was put in first, right? So it's, it's all the same idea. Tov necessarily comes before the Ra. It's rooted earlier than the Ra. The root of this internal discord, which is negative, needs to be rooted in a holy discord, which goes from level to level to level to level until it comes down and manifests on this level of the discord between the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah. Then it manifests on this level of the internal war between the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah and causes a person to come to all sorts of religious doubt and causes him not to be able to have clarity and to determine determinedly and, and, and very confidently stand up and say we lose touch with the Ani we lose touch with who we are and we don't know how to be meshiv the apikoris, right? We don't know how to answer the doubt when that comes because we forget that it itself is part of the process, that it itself is encapsulated within the Amalek that's external to Am Yisrael, that comes upon Am Yisrael from without, much like the Nachash HaKadmoni was first external to the body of Adam Rishon before becoming internal, but remains a separate entity. What is the Machlok Yeshiva the loftiest kind of machlekes from which all other negative machlekes descends or emerges is the machlekes between the tanoim and the amiraim in the gemara is a oyster is a matter that you have Beishamai and Beishilo and you have Rabbi Yochanan and, and Reish Lakish each of them are opposite sides of an issue it seems to be a machlekes it's very holy but it's the root of Suffolk. Because when that concept of Suffolk in Kedusha comes down into the lower realms, it then becomes a machlekes When a person will rectify that discord in the holy realm, Unbelievable. It's going to negate the existence or the possibility of the manifestation of negative discord in the lower realms because if you remove the, you know, the, the, the top link, the whole chain is going to fall. Because the only reason that it has existence is because it draws on there. What's the tikkun of this machlekes? Tikkun machlekes begedusha hein halachas psukas is to learn psak halacha, what we've been speaking about from the beginning. A different angle. Similar a little bit different. Because when a person is able to go ahead and to paskin, that makes peace and clarity because we have and we find so much in the in, 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 in 
the area of halacha and in the area of Liman Torah where there were, there were those who held something adamantly. But if the rove was against them, they were mavatal their das. They are klali hapsak. Like the Gemara says in Gedushin, esvahiv basoifa. There is love. Esvahiv basufa, ahava basoifa. Machloik is l'shem shamayim. There is love at the end. There is peace at the end. What is the end? What is the sof? Halacha. And therefore, because esvahiv basoifa is the halacha, and halacha is the end, it's able to remind me of my end, which means my premise, the purpose, the tachlis, which means the end for which I was brought into this world. So when I'm evarer the, 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 the sugya, the sitra achra, or, or rather, I'm sorry, when I'm evarer the sugya, the kedusha, and I come to an end, in terms of esvahi basoifa, the ahava, the love, the achra, of psak halacha at the end of that road, that brings me to, to, to a renewed awareness of my end and clarifies my sugi de sitra achra to bring me back to ritzayneinu lasis ritzayneinu. Infinitely deep. Mamash, infinitely deep. Unbelievable. We draw down shalom down into our hearts in a holy sense. And we rectify the machlekes in Kedusha. Then we negated that machlekes, that discord of the Yitzhahara within our heart as well. We're able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Yitzhah Tov and the Yitzhah and our minds open that we're going to be able to answer back those doubts that arise within our hearts from time to time. And Nasser ibn Ahmed finishes here, and this is all accomplished through and by, by way of Shalom. Beautiful Remez, this is the, the secret of the letters of the word Shalom, which means peace, is Notrikan can stand as a mnemonic, as a Rosh Tevis for the words, Veda Ma Shetashiv La'apikairis. Know what to answer the doubts within your heart is Rosh Tevis Shalom. You want to know how to go ahead. And to answer those doubts within, when we're not sure who we are, what we are, when we're engaged in a sugya de sitra achra, the suffix of Amalek, shalom. Make peace in the sugya de kedusha, in the suffix de kedusha. By paskining the halacha and emerging with the clarity of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to act, which then reminds us of the clarity of how we essentially want to act in the deepest core of our identity. Says the Helega Peliyoyetz, we're not going to have time to do both of these last two pieces. I think we'll learn the Lukutia Lachas. But says the Peliyoyetz, Amazing. The same way a person wouldn't miss a day of tefillin. If tefillin is your thing for the woman, wouldn't miss a day of tefillin. Couldn't conceive of it. Cannot go a day without learning. It's an obligation like putting on tefillin. Particularly those dinim that are necessary to our day-to-day existence, which is primarily the, the Seder of Arachayim, the Chelik of Arachayim. He says the primary cause of sin is because of a lack of knowing what we are supposed to do. This causes all sorts of impurity in the heart. And it emerges from this that we don't care enough because it's manifest in our not setting aside the time to try to be mevar the halacha and to try to learn halacha every day. So with five minutes left, we don't have time to get into the Igra Dikala. 
which is a beautiful piece in the Bnei Sashar. Kedai to see, I'm going to send out the sheets like I usually do, but next time I want to move into the next piece already. But let's try to delve into the Lekutei Halachas for the last couple of minutes that we have left. Here, Rabbi Nassim Schus Yerganaleinu takes the concept of Liman Halacha, and turns it a little bit into something a little bit different, but that's also extremely important if we're going to engage in this kind of limud because it's also synonymous with the actual classical understanding, but, but makes it so much more deep and real. Says the Gemara Chusi Agunleinu. The Gemara says, "V'zeu Oyev Hashem Sharitzin Mikol Mishkanas Yaakov." It's a pasuk. Oyev Hashem Sharitzin, and Kodesh Baruch Hu loves the gates of Zion, Mikol Mishkanas Yaakov, more than any of the dwelling places of the Jewish nation. Of course, those that are more Zionistically oriented or are Ohave Eretz Yisrael, the Kedusha, will use this pasuk to demonstrate the way in which Kodesh Baruch Hu loves the Yishuv and Eretz Yisrael more than Kol Mishkanas Yaakov. But Chazal learn a little bit differently. Chazal say, you know what it means, Oyev Hashem Sharitzin? Not the gates of Zion. Sharim Hametsuyanim Bahalacha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves those that are experts, Mitsuyanim Bahalacha, in the Liman of Halacha, Mikol Batiknesias, Obatamidrashas, more than any other arena of religious, spiritual avoda, manifest or symbolized. Encapsulated within the symbols of base Knesset, base Medrash, Oyev Hashem Shari Tzion, Sha'arim Hamatsuyan Ba'alacha. Va'adavar Tumulachayr. It says Reb Nassan, it's hard to understand this. Va'adavar Tumulachayr. What does this mean? Va'alabachol Avatam Midrashus Oiskim Ba'alacha. He said, aside from this, that it's curious. Why does a Kaddish Baruch Hu love halacha more than anything else? We could come up with understandings. But Reb Nassan says, like, what else are they learning in? In the, in the in the base medrash, most bate medrash are learning so that they can apply what they learn to be able to gain knowledge. not stam convoluted, uh, you know, theories, but to learn. the most incredible thing. the ikra, the primary completion of and This really speaks very deeply to everything we've been speaking about from the beginning of this year to the end, but really from the beginning of me trying to give over Torah and all of us learning together until this point. It's all this. It's mamish all this. What is the primary purpose of Liman is so that we can awaken the essential holiness, the core identity of the Jewish soul. To bring people back to our Kaddish Baruch. Not to give it Mishir. Also to give it Mishir. To bring people back to God. To inspire people. To allow people to have a taste of their holiness. To have a taste of who they are. Not what they need to gain or attain. To return. And that's what it means that the tzaddikim are opening gates, chadashim, new gates, that open up all of the gates that have already been instituted but that we cover over. Not that they're not there, they just need to be opened. The gates are never locked. The gates of tshuva are never locked. The tzaddikim help us open those gates. To come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and to come to an awareness of Him. Zebachina says Rebbeinus, and that's what it means. Sha'arim Hamitzuyan doesn't just mean those gates where they are going ahead and becoming experts in psak. Means that too, but to what end? Through our learning of, of the halacha, which like we said, is the tachlis of the sugyas, which is ma'orer, which awakens our tachlis, 
Nasim Tsiyunim Vesimanim Lahakir Hashaarim. The word Mitsuyan could mean an expert, and the word Sha'ar can mean the gates that we're speaking about of Halacha. But the word Mitsuyan could mean expert, it could also mean Tsiyun, a sign. Like we say, the tzaddik's tziyun. That means the sign where the tzaddik is buried. Tziyun means a sign. Tziyunim. Says Rabbi Nassim, you know what kind of liman halacha HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves? When the learning of halacha becomes sha'arim hamitsuyanim. The halacha. The halacha becomes a tziyun, a, a, a road sign on the road, pointing the way toward the Sha'arim, pointing the way toward the gates that open up into the essential identity of who we are, of what we want, of to get us in touch with the Shabbos Kodesh, the bearer of the six days of the week, to be able to separate in ourselves the element of the Nachash HaKadmoni that's essentially other, the Amalek within that's essentially other, to make a Shlein in my life to say Heichan Ani Ba'oilam Ani Shabbos Malchus the princess Tachlis the Sof Shal Yidei Alachas Hatayr Nasit Siyunim Simanim Lahakir Hasha Lahakir Hashaarim to be able to know the gates Kashaarim Naswal Yadam Kanal Vealkein Halachas Heimut Siyunim Ba'Hashaarim the Halachas that we learn if we learn it with the with the premise of Tefila the Avoda Shavalev they point us in the direction of the gates Kial Yadam Nasu Vezevachin Hashaarim Hamut Siyunim Ba'Alachas Shakadosh Baruch Hu Yehavam that Hakadosh Baruch Hu loves this more than any other kind of learning more than any other kind of Dab. What's the purpose of our learning? The Misa. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves a kind of learning that brings us to action. Through our learning to be able to go ahead and to point others and ourselves to point out the gates to bring us close to Hashem. That's the Tachlis, the relationship, the Dveikas, the Shivisi Avayil and Egdi Samit. He says, to go ahead and to make the gates of the Beis Hamikdash, to which they were road signs pointing people. This is the way. This is the way for the early regel. There need to be gates to the Beis Hamikdash, slowly but surely revealing the person's essence, and that's what the liman Allah is supposed to be. The gates that are pointed out through our limud of halacha and so on and so forth. And it continues over here, but we'll conclude with this. So Mamish, this is one of the most important sugyas that we could possibly learn because it really clarifies what the goal of all of this is, what the goal of our Yiddishkeit is, what the goal of liman atari is, what the goal of liman halacha is. And it's encapsulated like we've pointed out in a way of siyat within the story of the lost princess, within the principles that we have learned together, that we'll continue to learn together, that we need to remind ourselves of all the time to really bring us back to what the essence is, to the essence of who we are, to the essence of what we want, to the essence of what Elul is all about, that relationship, that that union of a shlemus in the lave, to get rid of the Sahara by encompassing him or allowing him to become part and parcel of our Avodah Hashem, to be firm and secure in our identity, and that is achieved through the Leman of 
posik in a conscious way, in a beautiful way, like we learn to be mevar the suffolk and the sugya, the, the, the sitra through being mevar the sugya in a way of kedusha. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help us that we should be able to take this seriously, this itself seriously. Implement every single day. If we're learning some halacha, add something on, something small. Five minutes every day to learn halacha choik v'layavar in order. Kitzur Shulchan Arach, Iyun, Bekiyas, whatever it is, to learn halacha every day, to begin the halacha of the tefillah, Rebbeinu Shalelam, Ritzayneinu, Lasseis, Ritzaynecha. Then it will be a spiritually instructive experience to clarify and help us reclaim that core identity of who we are and just how holy our neshamas are at the root. So, Be'ezer Hashem, we should be zeichah to all of this and more. Wishing you a phenomenal rest of the week. Thank you so much for joining and for learning with me. I feel like there was a lot more clarity that I was able to get Dafka through giving this year than I even had in trying to prepare it. And it's all b'schus yuchevra and b'siyat uh, So thank you so much for making that possible. And yeah, Be'ezer Hashem, we'll, we'll see you Thursday night. Have a phenomenal, phenomenal rest of your week. Thank you for joining. <clears throat> thank you so much. Thank you. Yoel, thank you. Shimon, thank you. Shalom, Adlea, everybody who joined. Thank you so, so much. Kaltov. Recording stopped.